Just a quick thing. I was sent this shirt by Colin Gross of Army West Point after they won the CRA D1A National Championship. He'd asked me if I'd wear it on the air. Sir, I am absolutely humbled and flattered to wear this shirt. Thank you. Next on Rugby Wrap-Ups, MLR Weekly. San Diego head coach Danny Lee. Houston's Danny the Beast Barrett. Plus, analysis, highlights, and previews with Old Glory's hooker Rob Uramiscu, Brian Ray, and Matt McCarthy. He's down at Houston, is headed to the postseason. and welcome to this week's MLR Weekly as presented by Rugby Wrap-Up, Matt McCarthy in New York City. Thank you for joining us. We have a huge show, including Houston Sabercats star Danny Barrett. Yes, that Danny Barrett of USA 7's fame and head coach Danny Lee of San Diego, along with Rob Iramuscu of Old Glory DC and Brian Ray of America's Rugby News. But before we bring any of those guests in, let's do a quick recap. In Seattle, a Friday night lights match saw the Seattle Seawolves and the Sabercats lock horns or fins or tails or teeth or something in an epic Western Conference battle. Those crazy Starfire fans were entertained as their team bolted to a big lead. That lead evaporated, however, in a wild second half as the Cats roared back. Top Gun fans got to see Robbie Povey do his best Iceman imitation, hitting the second biggest kick in MLR history at death and sending his Sabercats to their first playoff berth ever, 43-36. In Atlanta, Toronto seemed to be excising the ghosts of their Atlanta past, swooshing to an early big lead. Whatever Atlanta coach Steve Brett said in the halftime locker room got the Rattlers going, though, and they won comfortably after a rocky start and kept their hopes for second place in the East alive. 34 to 23. Host Utah continued to scare teams, and this time it was the Los Angeles Giltinis going into the mountains. The Warriors rampaged back from an early deficit, but LA held on and held first place in the Western Conference in the process. Utah also saw their scrum half get a red card after the final whistle, which was a little kooky. Final score Los Angeles 39, Utah 32. In Austin, the Gilgronis did not show San Diego any Southern hospitality whatsoever. This one was not close as Austin coasts to a big victory in what could be the last match for some of San Diego's big stars. Final score, 44-28. In the District of Columbia, more Major League Rugby scoring records fell as Old Glory DC and Rugby New York seemed to be playing touch rugby at times. Indeed, nine tries scored by the visitors and seven by the host team allotted for the most points scored in Major League Rugby history, breaking the record that was set last week on the same field. Final score, 59-49. New York stays in contention for second place in the East. In the final match of the weekend up in New England, the Free Jacks absolutely annihilated the NOLA gold. With that, they secured home field advantage in the playoffs. What a wicked smack patty it was up in Quincy, Massachusetts. Final score, 57 to five. 
Whew, okay, we're tired, but we're, we're going to keep going. We're not going to take a break yet. We're going to bring in Mr. Danny Barrett, the beast of the Houston Sabercats, the playoff-bound Houston Sabercats. Does Povey have actual ice in his veins, or what's the story there? Because that was an unbelievable kick at death to, to put you guys in with the Seattle crowd being the Seattle crowd. I mean, he's English-Canadian, right? So it doesn't come from very warm weather. So he's definitely used to it. He's got a little bit of ice in there. He's, uh, no, I mean, that kid works, works so hard. They gave, Ro- uh, gave Robbie the shot, and he, I mean, he took it. So what, what did Coach say at halftime to get you? Because it, it was a tale of two halves. I mean, you guys came roaring back, and, and if it was another two minutes long, you would have won the match. We knew it wasn't, it wasn't good enough. Uh, you know, a few of the leaders on the team had some choice words for the group and, and kind of let that be known. But it was just we have to get back to our process. It doesn't matter if we're up 29-7 or down 29-7. We stick to our process, and that's what's going to get us back into it. And it, it was that first kickoff, the second half. You know, that's what that's what set the tone. We scored with, you know, 52 seconds into the second half, and then it kind of a roll and roll. And then, I mean, all the credit goes to the guys that came off the bench. This team has had a significant turnaround. Now you're playoff bound. What kind of impact for you – after coming off a stellar sevens career, playing fifteens now, was is it has it been with Heineke Meyer and and Coach Pote? What they've tried to build is less so the game plan tactical side of things and more the culture. You know what what can we do to become one group, getting them to enjoy being around each other? And I think that's the biggest thing that that they've tried to build in family and you know enjoying going to work every day. And that makes you want to play harder. That makes you, you know, you not want to let your family down. So to go that extra mile, hit that extra rough, chase back that extra 30 meters, whatever it is, make that extra kick and stoppage time with 10,000 people screaming at you. It's the little things that have really built, you know, who the Sabercats are now. So what, what was it that got you over the edge to go there? For me, it was the opportunity to be with my family. And, you know, we don't have, my wife and I are, aren't from Texas. We're not from the Mid-South. We're not from, you know, we're two, 3,000 miles from here. But the way Heineken and Coach Pote talked about what they were trying to build and the support systems that they were trying to build within the team, you know, we were, uh, my daughter was born the 24th of January. I joined the team on the 4th to play a game on the 5th. Wow. And, you know, they allowed me that's to do right. that. They, 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 right. let me, they let me stay back and, and, you know, be with my family because they knew that's the most important thing to me. And I think, you know, Houston as a whole, I've always loved the challenge of, you know, being the bottom of the table. When I joined the Sevens program, you know, we were two or three games away from relegation. And then to come back in, you know, one of my last years would be you know, arguably the best team on the circuit, you know, we, we just missed out on, on being number one, winning the series. Um, that's what I like. I, I like when people don't care about us, when people look at us and, you know, we're down and out and we come roaring back when we have no right being there. Will you return to the USA sevens program? Never, ever say never, ever. If there's a need and, and I can fill that need, then, you know, I'm, I'm all ears. I have a, a pretty soft spot for, that team and, and that side of the game, that code. So 
hey, you know, if they want me and, and I'm available and healthy and uh, my wife and daughter are, are cool with it, then never, ever say never, ever. So I had the privilege of being with you on the World Cup Tour in 2015 and you came in from sevens camp and you're playing in the back row. What's the body weight now? You've had time to adjust to maybe beef up or, or, or how are you playing it? You're playing it lighter? You're playing it a little bigger? Weight to me is, is just a number. Right. It's much more about how I feel and how I'm moving. If I'm moving well and I'm at 250, whatever. And final question for you. You, you, and, you and Ben Landry were having a little couple of words there. What, what was being said? Ah, just, you know, asking how he was doing. I hadn't seen him in a while. I, I don't remember if he was down here when we played them. So, so you didn't want you know, to be ben rude. And I, yeah. Yeah. Ben, ben and I went to uh, New Zealand together, College All-Americans. So you know, I, I've known Ben for a while and just kind of, you know, ask, asking how everything's going and how was Slap, Thompson Slapping doing. at the hand a little bit. Yeah, yeah, just pawing, you know. Oh, well, you are a Cal Bear, so you can paw away. Go ahead. Exactly, exactly. All right, uh, best of luck to you, and my best to the wife and daughter. It's always great talking to you, Dad. Yeah, great. Thanks, Matt. That was Danny Barrett of the Houston Sabercats, the playoff-bound Sabercats. We'll be right back. Rugby Now, delivering premier brands to players and coaches. Our quality and heritage make for a winning presentation. Your orders are guaranteed same-day shipping. Drop by our online store and follow us for exclusive content. RugbyNow.com selling or trading in your vehicle she makes it easy with easy trades start online or visit us in store we want your vehicle and we'll give you up to 125 percent of kbb value it's easy shehe.com with head coach Danny Lee of the San Diego Legion and coach first off um, I, I'm gutted for you guys a Seattle yellow card and then Robbie Povey doing his best Joe Peterson to make a pressure kick at death with playoff implications on the line it had a, it had to tear you apart watching that yeah, it was it was pretty tough to watch actually um a lot of the boys are sitting around Friday night, all the coaching staff sitting there watching that game. Obviously, knowing what we needed, knowing what Houston needed at that stage. And um, yeah, it, it, you know, the majority of the game, 95% of the game, we were sitting quite comfortable knowing, you know, Seattle were doing a job on them, keeping them out of reach of, of a bonus point with tries, but also another bonus point within seven. Um, so, yeah, well done to, to Houston to, to claw their way back in the game and get what they needed out of it. We're in the weird situation of your season being over, but the league season ending next week. How, how do you feel about the fact that you had a bye on the final week of the season? Yeah, it's, it's a little unusual. I'm not really sure why they would do it. It works out that way, but surely, you know, during during the second half of the season, they, they could have mixed the buy in a little better. Um, it's just weird, you know, when you finish on a buy and everyone else is still playing. Um, and it hurts even more when, when you know you're out of the playoffs and, and the season's over. Um, yeah, possibly could be done slightly different going forward, but uh, it is what it is. This kind of potentially robs 
us fans the ability or and and the players themselves to kind of have some kind of goodbye if guys like Joe Peterson or Matananu or Chris Robshaw don't come back to the league next year or come back to San Diego next year. And there's nothing that's, there's no, you know, we're not saying any decisions have been made, but to have that final game, you don't have it. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a bit sad in the way that it's gone down. Um, but yeah, we're, we're unsure around those guys on, on what's happening for them going forward. Um, it, it is a, um, pretty soft way to finish and you know if you look at it the way you're looking at it is it is disappointing following that up would you say that you got what you expected or you got more or less out of those big names um i I think they're all different guys um they all offer a slightly different perspective on the game Um, some talk more than others some some use actions um not only training but within games but yeah they're they're all quality human beings they've added a, a, a huge amount to legion um, Joe's been there since day one. Mars been been there, come back now uh, for a second stint with Legion. And I know um, Robbo's just loving life in, in uh, San Diego and loving being a part of the Legion and, and what we're trying to do. So all, all great guys have all added huge amounts to what we do, um, but all in different areas. What were you most pleased about on the season? The big thing was maybe the growth of the group. Um, the the buy-in that they have with each other and, and the understanding of how we want to play. Um, obviously, a, a new head coach and a new attack coach with myself, a new defense coach, um, new foreign players coming in. So, you know, the whole dynamics of, of the squad is pretty complicated day one. Um, so the more time they got together, the the you know the better they become. Um, they they bonded well. I'm just pleased with the whole growth of of the organisation, and I'm pretty excited about where we're going to in the future. By the time we get through, you know, the the end of the end of year, then we got to look at our uh, you know our our recruitment. Um, we've got to look at you know our retention, who we're keeping, trying to build this whole machine better. Um, bigger and better going forward. So the off-season will be based around that as well as trying to align our academy and, and our junior program um, so that there's a definite path pathway through the Legion. Um, again, more learning and understanding from myself around what happens um, in that space um, leading into the Legion um, group. Well, Coach, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you this season. I appreciate you taking the time out once again. Wish you nothing but but the best going forward and make sure you have plenty of sunblock. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. Always, uh, always fun having a chat. That was head coach Danny Lee of the San Diego Legion. I almost said Padres. We'll be right back. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has a taste on the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle, on West 36th Street. 
And we are back with Rob Iremiscu of the Old Glory DC franchise and Brian Ray of the America's Rugby News franchise. Rob, have you caught your breath from that track, that wrestling meets track meet that you had on Sunday versus New York, where a record amount of points were scored? We've got two records back to back here New England Free Jacks with the most wins and then the most points scored, breaking the record of the previous week with the most points scored in Major League Rugby history. A 59 40 49 defensive battle between New York and you guys. Yeah, I don't know if I've uh, exactly caught my breath just yet. Um, I guess <laughs> it kind of stinks to be on the wrong side of history uh, two weeks in a row, but. Uh, Nah, they were, they were two great games, so uh, happy to be a part of it, I guess. <laughs> Brief history on you. You're a Xavier High School guy and a Penn State rugby guy, so you're a pathway. American, American pathway guy. America, big America guy, yeah. Big America guy, big New York guy, big Penn State guy. And you played with New York last season before switching to the D.C. Uh, franchise. So was it because you were tired of playing on Randall's Island in Jersey City? Is that why, Rob? taking the crazy bus gets old definitely um <laughs> but uh no nah, i was excited for a great opportunity here in dc so i had to take it uh while i was available <laughs> all right well while you're here we got brian we got some games to look at we have three friday night matches gentlemen three the first one is in new england and it's new york versus new england <laughs> Doesn't mean a hill of beans to the the free, ja the free Jacks, but New York needs this one to stay in contention with Atlanta. It, this is a really weird one to figure out what New England is going to do in this one. I mean, they've locked it up. They got first place. They got home. They got everything. They, you know, they don't have to play their big name guys and risk them. But the same token, they're going to have a bye week anyways uh, before they play in that Eastern Conference final. So you have to suspect that they're probably going to want to play these guys and just keep them sharp because they're going to have the week off, but also to kind of set a message against New York because they might end up facing them in that Eastern Conference final. So uh, I'm going to guess that they'll play uh, pretty much close to a full-strength side. And I tell you what, I, I thought New York's defense looked uh, pretty shambolic on the weekend against uh, the team that Mr. Uh, Iremescu was playing for. So uh, I'm tempted to pick the Free Jacks in this one. Yeah, I'm taking New York in this one. I think uh, if you're going into a bye uh, with as New England, I think you're going to rest your players. This game means absolutely nothing to them. Imagine if Waka goes down in a game that was meaningless or something like that. So uh, I think they're going to rest their players or at least have them come off the bench. Uh, I think New York's kind of been grooving lately, so I think New York takes this one. I think New York takes this one to just salvage a win in the three-game series because it was that odd three games against. So... But that, that might be something that those quirky New Englanders want to do. They want to sweep New York, but I doubt it. I don't think so. The next one up is Rugby ATL, another Friday night game we mentioned. So at least we'll have some scoreboard watching going on. And that one is against NOLA. There really wasn't much going on in that uh, that one. I mean, to their credit, they came back and scored a try at the end, so they weren't completely shut out. But uh, they didn't look like anything that's going to trouble Rugby ATL at home, especially when there's so much on the line. So you have to t pick ATL to get a bonus point and win in this one. And then you're looking at the score of the, the New England-New York game to see what happens there, because those are the two important ones. But uh, I'm going to take the Rattlers in convincing fashion in this one. Yeah, I think I think Nola's an interesting team because every time I play against them, they play really, really well, actually. But uh, I think probably because it, they're coming off a humiliating loss the week before. 
<laughs> that would make sense. But uh, yeah, ATL is definitely going to take this one, especially after seeing uh, how Nola performed last week. Yeah, I, I think this, this one's a no-brainer. I think Atlanta, they want that home field advantage. Definitely. I think Atlanta wins that one. And our final Friday night light match is be, is a Texas Derby. Between the, uh, the Houston Sabercats, who have clinched their first playoff berth ever, and the Austin Gilgronies, who need this, they need this in the terms of points versus L.A. for home field advantage, first or second place. If I'm Houston, I don't think I'm going to be resting too many guys. I mean, you're not going to show them everything in this game, but I think you still got to, you know, be competitive in this one and make Austin earn their points. And the Texas Cup is on the line, so there's some bragging rights in that. So, I mean, if Houston can come into this game and get a win last game of the regular season, then all of a sudden Austin's going to have a lot of doubt heading into that playoff game. So this is a fascinating game. Uh, I don't really know. What to think of, you know, I'm going to pick Austin in this one, but I think it's going to be a, a close one. Generally in this league, like backs don't get rested as much as forwards do. And I think uh, Austin's strength is in their back line, uh, which is absolutely explosive. So I think Austin takes this one. And then we've got Saturday and Saturday's a rugby day and the Dallas Jackals are hosting the Utah Warriors. Yeah, I mean, look, Utah are obviously favorites in this one. I, I hope Dallas gives us something, though, get us out. I mean, it's their last home game this season, last game of the season, last chance. So uh, I, I hope they, they they put on a show at least, and, and it's a, an entertaining spectacle. I think it will be. Um, yeah, but you got to pick Utah on the road in this one. I, I think Dallas definitely has a chance. I, I think they're – like, that does make sense. Um and this, they could potentially win, but it's so important for team morale, team culture, and all that for the final game of the year uh, to end it on a win, to end it right with your brothers, like that group that's never going to be together again. Uh, I think Utah shows up big, and I think they beat Dallas big, to be honest. I got Utah by 38 points. The next one up, Chirana hosting Old Glory DC. Brian, let me guess what your answer is going to be in this one. Well, I mean, I, I got to ask Rob, are, are you guys, you know, just fast forwarding through defense uh, uh, training? I mean, are you just offense all the time? Because that's kind of what it looks like after the last couple games. <laughs> nah, a lot of effort is going in there. Uh, you know, we work super hard, but there's obviously, you know, it's tough to stop the Houston rolling mall. Uh, as you could see, Dean Dean Meyer getting four tries off Muir. of it. The other Dean, Muir, Dean Muir, say his Sorry. name four tries Dean say Muir. his name four tries and then the other hooker getting one so that's tough and then ed fido is also a tough guy to stop so uh can ensure you working really hard on defense uh we're gonna show up this week for sure <laughs> rob rob i got old glory playing tough because toronto can't play a second half of rugby they can't play a second half of rugby when you expect it <laughs> So I'm going with Old Glory to make this tight in a squeaky oh. bum Toronto victory. And it's got nothing to do with my very happy uh, tidings with Sheehy Auto Stores, uh, who are affiliated with Old Glory, because I have a It's Sheehy easy with Sheehy. It's easy, it's Sheehy. Sheehy.com. Thank you, Rob. It is. And again, we got L.A. hosting Seattle. Now, this is another one. L.A. has to win this one. Seattle, 
you know, they 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 gave their fans that big send off with that excellent, exciting victory against the Sabercats. L.A. at home to end the regular season. There was so much on the line for them. I think they want to uh, make a statement and get that top spot in the Western Conference. So I expect they're going to take a bonus point win. I think I just think Seattle is just going to be, you know, they talked about after the game, A.J. Alatini saying, hey, we're, we're going to front up again. I just think they're just going to be a little bit deflated after that loss. And uh, it's not going to be enough uh, to take out the Guillotinis on their home turf. Seawolves not making it through to the playoffs. And the first round by and home field, like that's just so huge for L.A. Um, I think they're going to show up big here. Uh, I think they're going to beat the Seawolves for sure. Hey, I think I think Seattle plays them tough, scares the pants off them. But I think there's going to be a lot of points. I think L.A. and wins it in the end. Guys, we are out of time. Quickly, final thoughts, Brian. Yeah, kind of piggybacking on what you said to Danny Lee earlier. You know, it's a shame we don't quite get a send-off for, for San Diego this week. They got the bye week. So Ma'ananu, Chris Robshaw, Joe Peterson, these guys, you know, we don't know if they're coming back next year or not. And if, if they're not, well, it, it's been terrific to see them in MLR. And, you know, really looking forward to seeing San Diego at Snapdragon Stadium. The rebirth of the franchise may be uh, next year. So, uh, you know, th- there you go. Uh, you know, enjoy this one, San Diego fans. Uh, this weekend you can sit back with, with no pressure or whatever, but uh, it would have been nice to see them play. I think Brian's spot on. That that does stink for San Diego and having a bye week on the final week. I, I don't understand that. Um, not a lot of upsets, uh, I, I think, happening this week, except for one. Uh, you should tune in to that OG versus Toronto game. Uh, it should be a good one. So, uh, everyone. That's the Caps the- versus the Maple Leafs, ladies and gentlemen, and they'll do the reviews in Toronto. With that, I want to thank Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News, Mr. Rob Irmiscu, the Romanian Rambo and pride of Xavier High School and Penn State, and Coach Danny Lee of San Diego, uh, Danny Barrett of the Houston Sabercats, and thank you for tuning in. Please check out our other shows, including the Rugby Odds and our College Rugby Wrap-Up. Please hit that subscribe button on YouTube, sign up for our weekly newsletter, and please, please, please sign up for our American Red Cross blood donor team. Can you imagine San Diego watching this right now? He's done it. Houston is headed to the postseason.